Welcome to the Harmonics Podcast. We're back. We're back from from whatever we've been doing the last two weeks, which is nothing. Who's to say? I mean, I think the last podcast, more than half the team was gone, and now more than half the team is gone again. I think I was out for the last one. Yeah, you were out. Yep. yep. Christine and I held it down. It was just you guys? Uh, and Jessa. And, Jessa. Oof. and Bender. Oof. Oof. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Oh, that's right. We Good show. Dave Lang. Good show. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, Dave the, Lang. the Dave Lang cast. He's, he's dead yeah. now. I missed that. He's not dead. No? In memoriam. <laughs> this show should be in memoriam, Dave Aww. Lang. Uh, we have another guest this week, but not on the Skypes. In person. Personally. In the room with us right now. Internet celebrity, Mr. Sean Baptiste. Hey, what's going Ooh. on, guys? Sean. What's popping? Sean is a... I mean, not even... I can't even say Sean is a former regular... Sean started the podcast. Yep. Yeah, kinda. Yep. It'd be it'd be easier describing what Sean isn't. Sean is not. Oh, no, I can't say that. He is that. I, I, Sean is not a dinosaur. Not mm. well. Mm. I'm related to them. Mm. We'll get into that. <laughs> he is not. I'm dinosaur adjacent. Not in a '90s swing revival band. Mm, that uh, could happen at any moment. Sure. We were just talking about maybe starting a '90s swing revival okay. band. Not yet. Sean not is in not. In it's his... called Big Bad Voodoo Daddies Two. Voodoo <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sean is not an enthusiast of bit of honey candy. Um, okay. that's not true. Oh, I'm, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm talking about me. I'm Sean now. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Sean is not Pope. Yeah. <laughs> that I can say definitively. Before we started, Christine ate this terrible looking ancient candy mm-hmm. with like the waxy wrapper, like a bazooka Did Joe. you just find that on the floor out there? Yeah, why did you eat <laughs> no, that? No, finance has a candy bowl. But it's full of uh, garbage but candy? It's full, it's full of like old timey candies. They've got like, like chocolate, candy? like uh, chocolate coins and pop rocks. Uh, chocolate coins rule. And chocolate I know, coins and best. I had one of those. But then this one was called Mary Jane. And I thought it was like a sugar daddy because that's what it looked like. Because you're a pothead. Tell me more. Right? No. Yep. Record this at 420. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, no, we're not. No, it's 420 somewhere. Yeah. You probably don't know because you just blazed right now. Oh, I'm, I'm going to hit a bit of honey. No, that's this is all in your head right now. Candy was terrible. <laughs> yeah, candy back in the 50s and 40s and time before that, awful. Every, every, why? Ugh. They should have given up on candy by that point. Although the one thing I, I will say about candy around then is it was less sweet all the time because yeah. it wasn't have like high fructose corn syrup and stuff. So they would just be like, yeah, like molasses or you know. So the candy was a little bit more subdued. Which yeah. uh, now that I am elderly, I am okay with that. <laughs> you could only handle a little bit of sugar at that time. That's why they would give you just like a little a bit, bit of honey, a little dot. Uh, of uh, colored sugar on a piece of paper. I love it. Yeah, dog candies. That's my <laughs> favorite old time candy. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. It's disgusting. No. No, Jess, it's good. It's good Jess for you. and I had a big fight about those versus Necco wafers because I hate Necco oh, wafers. Necco wafers also are the And she the hates devil. the paper I will ones. eat any of these things you guys <laughs> have been saying. Candy buttons, man. I'll the eat Necco all wafer factory mere steps away from our office. And you can smell it sometimes. They stopped doing Tootsie Rolls because those were the trend that they used to do. I will at least support tootsie roll is the one old timey candy also yeah no it's a chocolatey chew it is yeah. it is <laughs> tootsie roll confession <laughs> i'm in love with you 
Well, are we already done with the candy talk? I thought we were going into no, Zag Nuts. Uh, how we about going... uh, Nips? Little wax bottles full of color. Oh, yeah. How about that? Yeah, I'm yeah. okay with those. Uh, I'll my, hope you're okay my, with those. My wife and I, uh, one year for Christmas, they they had like a deal. You get like a hundred of those things, like the little oh. chocolate bottles, and they have uh, some sort of liqueur in them. Yeah. Uh, like uh, it had a selection. And we were like, eh, let's get that. I'll be fun. <laughs> Not realizing we're, of course, grown-ass people, and we can just go buy that alcohol ourselves and save ourselves some trouble. It, they warn you all, like you think, based on the warnings on it, that it will you will get really messed up. You will not. You can eat that entire box, and you will throw up, but it'll be from the, the sugar from content, the not the booze. There is, it's, it's, it's a syrup. It's not. Yep. Yeah, there uh, was. Uh, sorry, kids. The I, one... Expose. (laughs) Expose on nips. I went underground for three months. (laughs) The uh, one store in the town that I grew up was called, uh, well, depending on who you talk to, it was either called Archibald's or Peanuts. Ooh. Wow. Uh, It was an old-timey gas station. I really thought you were going to say nips. 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 Uh, And they had a candy section, like Penny Candy back. I don't know if Penny Candy even exists anymore, but Penny Candy was all this garbage candy that we're talking about now. It's the best. But uh, my favorite were always the wax things because they were fun. You know, wax lips. Like wax lips. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Also the fake cigarettes, the candy uh, cigarettes. Yeah. Candy cigarettes. Can't believe candy that's cigarettes, a thing. Licorice pipes. Oh, I licorice actually pipes are my never had a licorice pipe. Oh. I, recent, I recently had candy cigarettes again because uh, <laughs> for the Avengers movie last year, some company put out Avengers candy sticks, mm. but it was just like it was Avengers branded cigarettes, like candy cigarettes. It, <laughs> th- there was crazy. no other that you pulled out. You're like, oh yeah, I remember they, that. Like, yeah. That factory is still. They in were the business. little white the crispy stiff ones. Choc- okay, the chocolate the, the little, ones. The, the, these weren't the no. These were the white sugar ones. Yep. They don't. They didn't oh, puff out. They okay. weren't the bubble gum ones, which were the best yeah, ones. Yeah, those were the best yeah. ones with a wrapper. Yeah. With a then they would do the chocolate exploded. cigars. <laughs> yeah, I'd always accidentally inhale it. Yeah, well, yeah, a little confectioner's sugar on one end. Love what a great it. kid. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't know how cigarettes worked, especially candy ones. Well, that's, I mean, I made the same mistake. I used to eat packs of cigarettes, <laughs> thinking they were delicious. Probably eat them up, Johnny. <laughs> you're, you're not done until you eat this whole pack. <laughs> oh, there's a, lesson. a dad trying to get his son to quit candy cigarettes. You really are. You're the saddest Judd Nelson. You really are. The saddest the one. The banner year at the Trite's house this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man! Good candy talk. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna buy a bunch of candy, candy this, tonight. That's the new. That's the new show. Good yep. candy talk. Good candy talk. Welcome to Candy Talk on NPR. <laughs> I would listen to that. Yeah. I would, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Guys, let's stop doing this podcast. <laughs> I bet I go Ira listen Glass. to NPR for let's a little while. Let's keep doing this podcast. Sell it to NPR. I bet Ira Glass is into all sorts of weird candies. Probably glass candy. I really oh, wish I could candy. do an Ira Glass impression, <laughs> but I can't. Of glass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we could get Paul Poundstone on the show. Uh-huh. Sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, Why did you go straight to Paul yeah, Poundstone? Great. No, she's she's an she's, NPR regular. Yeah, she's she on, is. Wait, yeah, she's on. Wait, wait, wait don't, don't tell me. Yeah. Yeah. She's the yeah. like the Come panelist. On. I don't know her, Mo No. Get with it. No. <laughs> Not no? as down with Mo Rocca. Not as down with Mo. No. Okay. Paul Poundstone. Hundred percent on board with Paul Poundstone. Yep. Who Pope was casting all sorts of awful aspersions on. What? Oh no, I get. I got what? I got you and Sarah confused. Wow. wow, there's some. Wow. Do we want to examine yeah, that? Dig into this. Like, yeah. Common problem. Jeez. Yep. What? Pope's just my work wife. Yeah, that's. 
I mean, that's that's also true. Yeah. <laughs> the only aspersions true. I would cast on Paula Poundstone was her excellent early 90s wardrobe. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> giant uh, uh, shoulder pads. Yep. Still, current wardrobe. Yep. Not even just she 90s. It hasn't changed. Current. She's big in no the plans. pantsuits. Oh, man. Poundstone. What a good name. That is a really good name. Pound cement. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Blue collar workers. That's what they do. They, they pound, pound cement. Pound cement all day. And they get sweaty and they ride the train with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not anymore, though. Moving on up. So everything's mm-hmm. happened. You have moved. That's why you weren't here last time. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Aaron lives in the woods now. Yep. Mm-hmm. South Weymouth, Massachusetts. Sure. I don't think I've ever been there. Probably never will go there. Wow. I was what? just going to invite I mean, you. unless I'm invited. I well, well, I was just going to. But like, no, it's not, not the sure. type of place you're driving around and you end up in South Weymouth. No. You have to go there yeah, for a reason. You yeah. need a map. You yeah. definitely do. It, you is, de- it, is, it is officially the suburbs. Yeah. Do you have like Sell woods out. in your backyard? Um, there is a, yeah, I mean, there's a park, a park nearby. There's a couple nature preserves in town. I actually, um, at the end of my street, uh, there is, uh, not the oldest cemetery in town, um, but a lot of graves, uh, back to like the late 1700s. So wow. you live near a graveyard. I live near a graveyard. Okay. I've lived near a graveyard at many points in my life. Is it like an active unsettling. graveyard or is it one of those old timey <laughs> ones where they already filled up and it's just right there in the middle of town? I think it's kind yeah, of like... just old timey. I like those ones. Yeah. Cause you don't have. Sad people showing up yeah, all the time true. being sad. Just historical yep. bringing down the property value with their tears. <laughs> yeah, no, these are these are all like uh, uh like perfect for crayon rubbings. Love like, it. That's that's what that's we're talking the kind about. Of audience. <laughs> that's that's my like. dad is into that. That's his hobby. Is he? You know Tell that? your dad to come on by. To my they graveyard. would love that. I saw I, my I saw an old timey gravestone the other day, like a picture of one, and it was like uh, I was from the eighteen hundreds, and it was like like. Marcus Jones or whatever, born 1819, died 1909 or whatever. And then underneath it, all it said, so it had like his, the years he was alive. And then underneath it, it just said, killed 99 bears. What? <laughs> that was the only what? thing in this gravestone beside his name, birth, and death. That's amazing. Killed 99 bears. Where was oh. this? I have no idea where it was. Maria found it. And I was like, that guy, I'm so angry that somebody stole the one gravestone I would want. Oh. I love this. Clear 100 years before. Well, it was, I mean, it was probably like he probably died, he died fighting that 100. <laughs> yeah. When he was in his 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I'm going to get you. Incredible. I'm going to make it a clean 100. 90-year-old bear fighter. Oh, God. Boston actually has a lot of really cool uh, historical cemeteries. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when my, again, bringing about my dad, because he, he's apparently an enthusiast in this now. When they visited the last time, went to Forest So do you describe cemetery? him as sort of, so he's really into cemetery. He's sort of like really into the dead. So, oh God, what's the yeah, Latin for that? He'd be sort of necro is for dead. What's <laughs> necro for a file? File. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> uh, we went to Forest Hill Cemetery. It's beautiful. That is, yes. I used it's to live amazing. right next to that cemetery. It is. I used to go for walks there all the time. It Incredible is beautiful. Old gates mm-hmm. and like a, an old manor house, sort of like gatehouse. Yep. Incredible. They would yeah. do all sorts of throughout the summer in the older part of the cemetery because they have the newer part where new people are getting thrown in the ground. Uh, <laughs> I think that's day. how it's done. The but then day. they had the old part of the cemetery, and they would have like all sorts of events. There was this one thing they would do in the middle of the summer where. Uh, for remembrance, everybody would make those little Chinese lanterns, mm-hmm. and then they'd float them all in the middle of the, this beautiful yep. pond that's in the middle, and it was just, oh, man. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's not no. terribly no, hardcore, but it was now. it was no. really beautiful. Yeah, that well, we were there to find, like, an old ancestor, and he was in the old uh, area and had, like, one of those fenced-off 
whole sections of his oh, family. Ritzy. Big obelisk in the middle. Oh, what you was know, his name? Impressive. Her name. I still have him on my phone. Somewhere. Aubergine McPope. Yeah, <laughs> Aubergine. Yep. Good guess. <laughs> uh, but uh, Mount Auburn Cemetery Mount is another Auburn's amazing. Pretty like, chic. Yeah. Like, you could go there as a destination. Oh yeah. Like it's like just a. It's like an amazing park that happens to be full of dead people. Yeah. Uh, I won't look this up while we're doing a podcast. <laughs> when I went boring. to uh, when so I went you to won't the circus, do the thing that you're doing. The thing that I'm still doing, as I say, I'm not going to do it. Just when I went to the circus over up. the weekend, um, stop by, um, checked in on Mother Goose's gravesite. Yeah, downtown what? Boston. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Where's yeah, that? Yeah, Mother Goose is in the uh, right near the the Park like, Street Cemetery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? I don't know if that's the yeah, name of it, the, but that one. The left hand side heading towards Government Center. Yeah, the okay, one where sure. all the yeah. famous old yeah, Sam Adams is in there. Yeah, yeah. The one on the right hand side is like. The small, like, it's like governors and stuff are in there. Ugh, yeah, and then on the other side, it's like they've got a big monument to Ben Franklin, but he's not buried there. Yeah. It's, I know. It's, I just yeah. took it's a, a tour of that. It's that the entire too. Franklin family except Ben Franklin. Yeah. Yep. He's he's buried in, uh, he's in, in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. But Mother Goose is in that same cemetery? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was not part of my yeah. tour. So is Paul Revere and yep. Sam Adams and John Hancock. John Hancock, mm-hmm. yeah. And the, the Boston Massacre. Does he have the biggest gravestone in the cemetery? I think it was like really, it's like there's a Christmas Attics. What? Oh, Christmas, Christmas Attics. Attics. If, yeah. if not Christmas Attics, then I think there's a plaque commemorating them. Yeah. Maybe. The, the first man killed in the Boston Massacre. Yeah. African-American. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were there only only two people that died or five, five. people that died? It was two yeah. the first day and then three later. Two-day massacre. Wow. You never hear about it being two days. Yeah. Well, no, it was, I mean, it was like five minutes. Everything was slower back then. But as everyone, everyone was, they, everything was, they, were they just all, had to reload. They were yeah. all <laughs> shot. And they'd all miss because the balls just go Yeah, because there was really no way to aim. That's what she's. <laughs> <laughs> they were all shot in that one instance. But so they had time to write three about the people, massacre while it was happening. Three people died the next day. That's, what, I, that's what I've always loved the about the, the, the Boston Massacre is it's this first early example of a uh, an incredibly effective marketing campaign, yes. which is, oh. oh, two people died. What do we call this to get people yep. fired up? We'll just call it a massacre. Yeah. But it's not. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And they were like, they were provoking. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, yeah. Uh, they, were they were throwing, just like throwing yeah. rocks and bottles and, and stuff. That's yeah. Sam Adams' which is, whole thing is he yeah. was a, he was like a, basically a yellow journalist. Yeah. He was, he was the New York Post of, yep. his, uh, <laughs> of his day. Wow. Sorry, New York Post readers. <laughs> You're on well, blast. First, here's the thing. First of all, you're a New York Post reader. You really had it coming. Yeah. You really did. Exactly. <laughs> Take that. Oh, man. We're Getting covering political. ground here. I yeah. like it. Politics, history, candy. <laughs> yeah. We are culture, culture, mm-hmm. culture, culture cast. Culture cast. <laughs> oh, man. Sean, what have you been up to since the last time our listeners have heard from you? Which has been like last summer, yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, I started over at Firehose Games. Our friends, Firehose. Fire, yeah, friends over at Firehose Games, uh, right down the street. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, incidentally, am... their office right next to where that uh, where uh, the police cordoned off that area, right? Yeah. During the, the, the lockdown of the city. Yep, that part was because that's where they thought one of them had lived or yeah. something like Oof, that. That's crazy. Uh, so they were going to do a controlled detonation that day. It was really, it was a little crazy. I mean, it was, yeah, less than a block away yeah. from, I like, I know the building and everything. I walk by it every day. But yeah, it was weird. Um, but yeah, we also, uh, uh, better neighbors, uh, Taza Chocolate. <laughs> oh! It's also right there. The factory's right behind us. And 
Uh, it's really nice. Uh, I never knew there's a factory, a chocolate factory over there. Yeah, they have the cho- oh, yeah. chocolate factory, and then in the front building they have like their offices, and they make oh. some good chocolate. Oh, I man. suggest the nibs. Do they do uh, tours and stuff? Yeah, I think yeah. so. They do. Oh, they do How cheese tastings and stuff. Free samples? Yeah, on yeah, that yeah. Tour? They 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 pair. I think they do like a night where they pair wines with chocolate, and I was like, all right, that's awesome because those are two things I can get into. Yeah, yeah. chocolate wine, chocolate <laughs> and wine. Yeah, you should extend although, the tour into your offices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, get some gaming in there, too. And some wine. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah, chocolate. You should team up with them and do wine, a game of chocolate. Oh, I like this idea. A chocolate factory game could actually work. Yeah. It really could. Don't steal my ideas, listeners. Yeah, let them prototype yeah. it first. Yeah, Dave Lang. <laughs> Lay off. <laughs> Dave Lang is off. Oh. Hmm? Stretch. You tried. You tried. A stretch. I got there. Did no? not work. Not. Um, but yeah, I've been working over there. I've been uh, running. I, I, the I, what it says on my uh, business card is communications and propaganda. I'm <laughs> essentially you're the Sam Adams of Fire. <laughs> I, I am the PR person, the marketing person, and the community person Amazing. for everything. Also, I uh, wrote all of the text and voiceovers in uh, Go Home Dinosaurs. What? And then wow. helped uh, oversee the voiceovers getting That's done. That's amazing. Which was fun. Yeah, with, us... uh, with Ethan, in fact. Uh, so, yeah, that was really, really fun. Tell Another ex-harmonics person. Tell us about Go Home Dinosaurs. Go Home Dinosaurs is our newest game. It's out on... Uh, was the original title Go Home Dinosaurs, comma, you drunk? Uh, <laughs> colon. Okay. Wait, colon. semicolon. Okay, okay. Semicolon. Uh, no, uh, we started... So, Go Home Dinosaurs is our new game. It's a... Uh, uh, the world's premier barbecue defense simulator. Uh, <laughs> historically accurate. It's, uh, it's a game. It's for iPad. It's on Steam. It's uh, for PCs. It's, uh, you know, essentially like a tower defense. There's a path and you're a bunch of gophers having a cool picnic, having a party, do, doing some grilling on, on, your, on your grill. As gophers do. Non-branded Ooh. grill. And then, uh, and, then, and then dinosaurs show up and they want your food. So they start walking towards your grill and you got to stop them before they get there. Because otherwise you won't have any steaks or veggies if you play in veggie mode. And how do you stop them? Uh, you throw rocks at them. Okay. Or dirt. I can, one of the two. Almost like, so So you're almost the Ewoks. Yeah. Defending so, Endor from Stormtroopers. I heard they just couldn't get the license. <laughs> from That's Lucas. exactly what happened. Okay. Uh, no, the, the, uh, so, yeah, they're, they're, uh, you play this little gopher who you move around the board uh, uh, across, the path, uh, across the path, and he... Slash she depends on uh, how you want to play it. Uh, picks up coconuts and also throws rocks at dinosaurs. Once you have enough coconuts, you can start dropping defenses. So we have you know a typical thing like a stump gunner, and that's just like a little guy in a stump who just who fought, who throw, shoots like nuts at the at the uh, dinosaurs. All the way up to we have a gun, sort of a gun. It's a big magnet that pulls meteors out of the sky onto the dinosaurs because they hate that too soon. And then DJ go for. Is my f- personal favorite. He's a dubstep producer oh, yeah. who's DJing, and neither the gophers nor dinosaurs really like it, and uh, <laughs> it, it affects their health over time. So nobody likes it. Not really. And but he talks. Sometimes you have to deal. So with it. all of the towers also they all have their own personality and character. So we did uh, uh, VO for all of them. Uh, uh, voiceover. Sorry. Yeah. Don't want to get too industry, industry term. Oh, sorry. Uh, so we did voiceover for all of them, but. Uh, yeah, his his is the only one. Every single line that DJ Gopher says is auto tuned, <laughs> which was the uh, most fun you can have for VO. Now, is the meta narrative here that this is what brings about the end of all the dinosaurs? 
Uh, I think this battle with the gophers, this war well, with the gophers, like the way we have it in there is they're not even really enemies. Uh, you know, it's clearly they have different goals. The gopher <laughs> wants to eat the steak. The dinosaurs want to eat the steak. Right. This is a zero sum game. Someone's winning, identify. someone's losing. I can identify with that. Uh, so, so, so the me- so really, but they're not really enemies with the dinosaurs. They just the dinosaurs are more like right. annoying and are always wrecking just their stuff. Their stakes. They used to invite the dinosaurs over. Right. We have it right in there. They used to invite dinosaurs over, but the dinosaurs would always eat everything and not bring anything, yep. which make them really bad guests. You Typical. can't do that. Like that. Yeah. Typical. So you got you got to break it off. Throw rocks you got to break guys. it off. <laughs> <laughs> you have. I have. I have. Go home, Pope's friends. <laughs> Uh, did you get to do any uh, of the voiceover yourself? Yes. Like, are you one of the characters? I am the. Te- I did the voice of the the Tesla, which is a uh, it's a gopher running in a hamster wheel, and once it gets enough, it shoots out electricity. Uh, and he just says he's basically like an ADHD kid. <laughs> so I got to do all of those lines, and then I did a couple of uh, dinosaur grunts. Yeah. And then okay. I am the voice of the final bad guy. Whoa. I'm gonna I'm gonna put on my James Lipton hat here and mm. say, Sean, is Tesla here? Could Tesla talk to us? <laughs> um, <laughs> see, was it? <laughs> Try to think of one of the one of the one of the good lines, like like pork chop sandwiches. That we did actually put that in there. We reference <laughs> a lot of things, and that made it in. Okay. Uh, yeah, but it's all just me, slightly higher pitched. All right. They pitched me up. I and think. And uh, how about how about a dinosaur? Could I get a dinosaur grunt? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Those are the compies. <laughs> Joe's gonna put all sorts of like effects. On I love it. I love it. Oh my! I'm getting a little pitchy. <laughs> um, so put yeah, some dinosaur on that. Can we just put some dinosaur on this? Just podcast? Throw some we're gonna use it. that from now on as just the go-to sound effect. <laughs> That's where dinosaur will always. Someone sound swears like... and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> so that okay. So. Go Home Dinosaurs, just released on iPad. Just released on iPad last Thursday. So, so that's uh, sort of your big push at the moment, yeah? Yeah, that's our big push. It's it's. It, I mean, it's the game is, we came out on PC first, but it was really, it's so perfect for yes, the iPad. Yeah. It's just like a perfect iPad game. Uh, and, and so far, uh, like our reviews have been really good and the user reviews have been, I think, uniformly like a hundred percent like we're doing really really well as far as awesome. like, awesome. feedback is good so people like it uh especially uh little kids too like it's like a good game for like little kids right. but it's also good for if you're older and not a little kid or don't even have little kids that's uh, kind of we try to make it universal so so map out for me what so are you going to be spending the next few months like going around promoting this or are you already moving on to um, some secret next thing you can't talk yeah, about. Yeah, I mean or... a little bit of both. Yeah. Um. So we'll be, you know, certainly working on other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh. And then sort of, you know, promoting Go Home Dinosaurs as 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 needed as we can. Yeah. Um. You know, if it's like a huge hit, we would love to do some more stuff with it. That'd nice. be fun because you know, there's there's it's it's like honestly, we're very very proud of the game. Yeah. Uh, we were gonna put it out last fall, and it just wasn't very good. To be perfectly honest. Uh-huh. So we went. You know what? Let's take another six months, which for a small indie game studio, <laughs> not the easiest thing, no, not the easiest decision to make. But you know, time. you don't you don't want to put out a bad game, really. Exactly. You don't, or you don't yeah. want to put out a game that's uh, inadequate. Right. Which we kind of felt like there was so much more we needed to do for it to be awesome. And yeah, we felt really good about it. Now awesome. it's, it's pretty awesome. That's great to hear. Yeah. And you not only did you have it, or you had a firehose booth at PAX uh, East. Yeah. 
you were also kind of a bigwig in the indie mega booth in general. Is that correct? Uh, I mean, I help out with it. Yeah, yeah I do. I helped. I helped. Everybody do knows Sean Baptiste in that mega booth. That's true. <laughs> it's true. That Everyone true. we talk to. That's because if you want to be an indie mega booth, you have to get a tattoo of my name. Even if you don't know me, it's really weird. Are they allowed to get a tattoo of your face in lieu of your name? Uh, they can get a tattoo of Phil uh, Tibetoski, uh from Young Horses. They can get his face. Okay. Uh, or my name. We're going to eventually have Phil on the podcast. <laughs> you really should. Or we, we thought we'd wait till it gets closer to whenever they're I, releasing Octodad. Yeah. Deadliest catch. That Deadliest. game is beautiful. Oh, it's so, so good. It really is. Do you see really him talking about um, uh, Connect support on yeah. Twitter the other day? So that was utilizing Oof. Twitter in a good way, being like, so people have said we'd be fun on Connect. Maybe if someone from Microsoft wants to reach out. Yeah. And then everyone like starts retweeting it. And he said, I think towards the end of the day, he's like, hey, guys, I have a contact at Microsoft now. Yeah, stop. I think it was Russ. So stop. Stop. <laughs> Russ from Polygon, yeah. I think, put him in touch with someone. Oh, good, good. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. Phil is one of my favorite people. And it's always weird when you finally meet someone in person that you know from Twitter. Yeah. Uh, Although he's a lot like how he is on Twitter, yes. too. He's. A, yeah. He has adorable tiny little ears, though. Mm-hmm. Little, like, <laughs> little, so little cartoon ears. <laughs> but he's a good listener. not prepared for. Great listener. Great listener. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Phil? I have, not, I have not noticed this. Oh, Phil, send us some pics of your ears. I'll post them. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make sure he listens to this. Yeah. They, I, well, he will. Anyways. Probably give him well, some, sort great weird, help some sort of weird ever. ear complex. <laughs> I think they're great ears. <laughs> <laughs> the smaller the better. That's yeah. what I always They're say. They're not like Ferengi ears them? or no, something. No, he doesn't like... have any like mound on his forehead yeah. or anything. No, he's a totally no normal ridge. looking human being. <laughs> no ridge of bones bursting from his skin. Nothing like that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so uh, how did the Indie Mega Booth stuff go? From what I saw, including a polygon feature yeah. that I saw you in. Yeah, we worked on we worked on that uh, ahead of time to try to, you know, sort of bring up the profile of Indie Mega Booth and really kind of make it uh, make more people aware of it ahead of time uh, and really, really sort of be into the idea of it. And then I think it really worked. The, the, the polygon article was awesome yeah. and the video was beautiful they're doing some incredible stuff over they there they absolutely are like, uh so good it's just be- like it's just beautiful stuff so yeah. um yeah i was really happy about that so is the idea i is the mega booth as it seems where it's like everyone in it pitches in for the frankly kind of ludicrous price of that floor space on yeah. a convention floor yeah share resources share uh and is everyone share given the, the same size booth or you no, can get a bigger like, one if you want to chip in more yeah right right thing. right oh, yeah cool. it's sort of uh yeah along those lines uh kelly wallach uh runs the whole thing she's also uh cambridge somerville nice uh around here actually i think uh yeah has been has been just amazing <laughs> at putting the whole thing together because it's you know for one thing it's it's awesome because it's let's say 50 companies or whatever it was uh, uh, for this past thing, 50 companies all agreeing on a course of action, <laughs> which at the indie level is a little bit easier than you'd think. It's still hurting cats, but right. it's not like Microsoft having to deal with Sony, having to yeah. deal with Nintendo, having We're to deal with... Yeah, it's like, because that's not going nope. to happen. This doesn't have lawyers involved, which <laughs> makes things a lot faster. But it's, um, you know, it shares the cost. It makes it so it's higher profile. Oh, yeah. Because what led to it was that there was a whole bunch of indies at PAX, uh, PAX Prime. Yep. And they were up on... So the main exhibition floor is, I think, three? Yes. Three or four? Three. Uh, yeah, three. And then uh, if you go further back in the building, that you go up to the sixth floor, that's where they had a lot of the indies because that was the affordable space. But nobody could really, nobody really went there. Yeah. So yeah. it was kind of. I didn't of, even know that. Yeah. 
Yeah, me neither. And I went to a ton of packs <laughs> packaged products. Right. I just had no idea. So it was like, what if what if we all just went in on this and got the biggest amount of floor space possible on the main floor? And that has worked out really nicely. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. traffic and was like, crazy. Yeah, I was gonna say, like the every single conversation I had with anyone on the floor was it's either, you know, them saying what should I go see? Or here's what I just saw, and it was always yeah. in the mega. I don't know if it's if it's that organization um, or Emily peeking in the window looking to see you. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's the level of organization or uh, just like benefiting from like Boston's uh, like rich indie games. Really good. Um, game scene, yeah. Or if it's the timing of PAX East or just kind of a combination of all three. But the, the Indie Mega Booth was like far and away the most exciting part of PAX where it's like, yeah, you could like wait in line for two hours to see a Last of Us trailer. Right. Or you could go and see like Dive Kick or you could go and see the guys from Supergiant yeah. Games. In the span of like, you know, one, one, uh, what's the word, hallway, you see like 20 games. Yeah. yeah. And even and if you, you don't talk... like all of them, which you're probably not going to, like there's sure. no way, uh, but there's, you know, even if you go in and seven out of the 50 games you're into, that's seven games that you get mm -hmm. to play with, play in say three hours rather than one trailer yeah. that you get to see. And you get to talk to the night. actual devs. Yep. A lot of the times the devs are the entire company. They're like, the entire yeah. company. Like, yeah. Two guys. Like Ska Studios. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like James. Like yep. they're, yeah, they, that's just uh, him and Michelle. Right. That's it. That's uh, <laughs> uh, Vlambeer is yep. two people. They were there with uh, Ridiculous Fishing and, uh, yeah, like it, it. I I find that incredible. Like it's it's that's really really cool. And I think anyone who's sort of clued into what's happening in games has to be excited. Like it's like I'm a big film guy, and I think the story of the last decade in film is like because the camera's getting better and cheaper. Independent film is like I, I can't remember what the numbers were, but the number of movies that are coming out slated for 2013 is yeah. something like 650 movies, which is in itself a lot. And yeah. then like 520 of them are independent movies. So yeah. like there's this huge growth in the independent film movement. And I think we're now finally starting to see the same thing in games. I, and I think actually in a lot of ways, the sort of where indie games are right now is kind of where the indie film scene or the new director scene was in the early seventies. I oh, think in a lot of ways okay. where there's this sort of, uh, I think a lot of people are even even bigger companies are looking to see what indies are doing because yeah. uh, they're sort of like setting a tone of yeah. uh, what's sort of next. They're almost looking at it like research and development or something like that, which is totally fine. I, I mean, that's that's part of it. But I think I think it is. There's so many different people. There's so many really cool people who've been in the industry for a really long time yeah. who are leaving and starting up their own small things and there's something really cool about that. And I think that you're, it's starting to be before it was a lot of people, you know, working out of their garage yeah. and everything. And that's really awesome. Uh, but also getting some of that industry knowledge, bringing that into it too, is I think there, there's some really exciting stuff coming up. Do you know, and this is much less my discipline, so I don't actually know, is there sort of an equivalent? Is there like, like, like I said, with cameras getting cheaper and better quality, is there like a tools equivalent where it's, yeah, less barrier to making these games now? I mean, like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, if you wanted to right now, you could go onto Steam and you could download Game Maker. The uh, it's not it's about, it's that, basically yeah. the full version of it. You just can't publish your game. I think with, hmm. I can't remember exactly what it yeah. is for free. 
But then there's, a, you know, you can buy the full version of it yep. on Steam for like $200 or something. But you can just, you could make a game for free. Then there's Twine, which allows you to do stuff. There's, uh, you know, not for us necessarily, or yeah. nor would we really use Game Maker. But for prototyping, it's sure. really good. Uh, Unity has yeah. completely changed the game in a lot of ways. Uh, we didn't use Unity for Go Home Dinosaurs, but uh, Unity has made it possible, I think, for a lot of entry-level people to quickly, at least quickly make the game. Go Home Dinosaurs yeah. started out in Unity, in right. fact, uh, just to prototype it. Uh, but um, yeah, I think there's there's a lot to, there's the tools are becoming easier to use and more plentiful. And also with, I think, everybody being online, there's so much more support because you can just, if you don't want to talk to the company to get yeah. customer support, you just talk to the other people using the software right. in some sort of community. There's, there is a Boston Unity group. Nice. Uh, there, I mean, there's just a, like of just Boston Indies who use Unity and talk about it. Yeah, there's all sorts of like, yeah, just things kind of falling into place. Like the whole Kickstarter thing, too, is another huge part of it, I think. And I don't I can't tell if that's going to be just sort of a like a, a fad sort of deal, right. because like we, it's still a while until we start seeing the payoff of most of these big projects yeah, that yeah. we've heard about. And I think that'll determine how, how it goes forward. But like. That's super exciting. I just, I just think it's it's a really exciting time for games. Yeah, uh, and, and yeah, they're starting, to, and more more press is willing to cover yeah. smaller companies, which wasn't always the case. Where you know, I would send out emails and just not get a response, or just like nothing. But now, and you're like, now that that's not as much the case, which people are a little bit more interested in what uh, what we're making, even as small companies. Yeah. You got any really picks? Fun. Any picks of any indie games we should be on the lookout for? Oh. In addition to Go Home Dinosaurs? Well, I mean, obviously, Slamble Scrappers. Slamble Scrappers. <laughs> also, yeah, Slamble Scrappers. Also on Steam. <laughs> Go Home Dinosaurs. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm sure most most of you have tried out Monaco. At this oh, point. you guys have tried out Monaco. I just is... got Monaco. I've I've only one done. I've only done one session with it. Yeah, super fun. There's, Downloaded, have not played. So bummed. I mean, just really, just uh, the it was like the Toki Tori was looked really good. Cool. Apotheon What's was that? a game I saw. Uh, uh, that was in the Indie Mega booth. Essentially, it looks like you know that uh, like the orange, orangish clay. Greek vases oh, yeah. with the uh, drawings yep. of people when that's sort of like the black drawings uh, that almost looks like a negative essentially yeah. mm -hmm. they made an entire game based on that aesthetic wow so essentially you're you're it, it looks basically like you're uh, like a Greek warrior or a Spartan or something uh, done in that style almost walking across the pot on the outside of the urn huh. or whatever and it's just beautiful That's to look at. It's idea. really, really incredible. Uh, but I mean, there's so much good stuff. And I mean, even if you just, <laughs> even if you just go to Steam and go on Greenlight and see some of the stuff, or some of the stuff that's already come through Greenlight, it's a really exciting time. Yep. Every week, there's a bunch of really cool indies that show up on Steam. It's 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 really fun. Oh, Seven Grand Steps. What's that? That is a game by Mousechiff, which uh, they made a uh, uh, Dangerous High School Girls in Trouble a few years ago. Which is also a really, really, really good game. It's really fun. It's sort of done. Like, it is. It is. Like, he's very good at names. Uh, but yeah, that's the, the sort of. It's. It's. I can't even explain it. It's basically. If have you ever been to Musée Mécanique in San Francisco? That weird. It's like an arcade oh, museum. Yes, I have. Okay. So it's kind of if somebody made a game that looked like one of the games from the early 1900s <laughs> there, but wrapped it up in another. It's Yikes. crazy, wow. but it's so cool. Uh, it's a really, really neat Kerbal Space Program. Uh -huh. That's an indie company. That's Squad, I think, is the name of that company. That game is 
ridiculous. That's on early access, and that's super hot. Drunken robot pornography by Deja Bond. <laughs> go play d- play that now. Just go and play that. First of all, first like it's it's incredible because the whole idea is that you know there's these robots, but you sort of they unpack almost like they're undressing in a way. So there's not and and they just thought that was a funny name, but you can build your own gigantic robot enemies and challenge people, and that's essentially the nice. level. And it's huh. really cool. And they in, they include all the tools, and that's really really fun. They're <laughs> Boston indie. They're right down the street. That's right. Yeah. Um, um and. What was that hacking game? That was getting a lot of buzz. Quadrilateral Cowboy. Quadrilateral Cowboy yeah. is is is. It sounds. I don't. Crazy. Even, I don't even, it is. It's insane. You. My understanding is it's so sort of complex, and there's a computer in the game that if you go into the computer in the game while you're hacking, you could conceivably create quadrilateral cowboy inside of the computer that's in there and i don't know how many layers Holy down crap. like could you like build quadrilateral cowboy play the version you made in game and then make another version of it on a slightly <laughs> tinier computer i don't know that's it's crazy though it's yeah it's i don't it's yeah it's really really out there and i love it like that's I, the that's the fun part is that was making one of the really ones that had games. like uh what it had a huge line every time I went yeah. to it, yeah. Uh, which good for them, but I didn't get to play it. Yeah. But like I heard, like you are basically like a hacker infiltrating like a building or whatever, mm-hmm. and it uses like you have to code to do things, but it's not like code code where it's you know C plus plus or whatever. They do it in a way where it makes you feel like you're coding, but it actually like is just kind of like it's for lack of a better word, gamified. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It looks super cool. It is. It's really, it's really, really neat. Um, I got a little bit of time with it at PAX Prime last year. Nice. And uh, it's, yeah, that game is fun. It's crazy. It's absolutely, it will, it will, it will mess your head up, but it's, it's phenomenal. And of course our friends at Supergiant, Transistor. Yeah. They are, they are getting, it seems like they're getting big to the point where like, we're getting like now diff- different, uh, different echelons within the the word indie game yeah. you know well i mean even i mean even harmonics yeah. to an extent yeah. is, is, is is technically an indie you're yeah, i mean more yeah. indie than twisted pixel yeah which That's you true. know um Shots so fired. take that shot <laughs> fired. Fired. we did it we did it no i mean i'm just saying it's just like you know technically and there's I, and i think there's there's a movement towards that yeah. even amongst some of the bigger companies to get a little bit of that uh overhead freedom i think which which is very very helpful and it seems like a good fit for you too because i remember like even way back when here you always had like the line on all of these indie games i'd never heard of so it seems like you're kind of your bread and butter yeah i mean these a lot of a lot of time these are the games i enjoy playing it's not to say i like i'm not i'm not i don't have a chip on my shoulder about like big studio games i love big studio games yeah that's that's and I think that's actually yeah. mostly the case in the indie world. Uh, uh, of course, so there's too. some people who would disagree, and right. that's fine too. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I I, I mean, I, I think there's room for both. Totally. Uh, but yeah, I I love indie games. I love seeing because I think the the games that we'll see that are that surprise you the most are generally going to be from there because yeah, uh, there's the different constraints. Freedom. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. They and take you're... the most risks. They yep. take the most right. the, the most chances. Right, and you're never doing it because there's you're not doing it for money. Because yeah. if you're doing it for money, you would you would not you would it, not do that. Yeah. So you're doing it specifically because you feel like you have something to say and you got to stick with it. Which it, means there's there's uh, there's something to that. I feel like. Oh yeah, for um, sure. And yeah, I, I I really like this space. I think it's really really fun. And it's a really exciting time to be an indie. So yeah, I'm I'm 
uh, hyper interested in, and I, I can say this because I I don't know anything about the next generation of consoles. <laughs> I really don't. I haven't seen them or anything. I'm hyper interested to see what the next generation of both the PlayStation and the Xbox yeah. do to support. Because I feel like the Xbox uh, was a really big part of this generation mm-hmm. for getting indie games out to like mass markets. And then towards the end of this generation, PS3 really started supporting them. And still is. Yeah. They, I mean, they're, they, they, yeah, they're, they're very, very hands-on, very yeah. talkative, very, you know, and which is awesome. Yep. And, so, and I think that's very forward thinking yeah. as well. But what I don't know is like, I, I would hope they would continue to be very supportive for the next generation, yeah. but I, I have no idea like what their plans are. Yeah. Me neither. I mean, I, 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 I hope it's, it's, you know, if they, if they're making it, so it's a four, cause right now, you know, the hard part for an indie getting onto a console is you would kind of have to sign with a publisher yep. or you would have to sign with first party because it's so expensive to make a console game. Yeah. Even a digital console yep. title on like XBLA is just just, just like submission alone yeah, submission like. <laughs> alone is is well beyond most uh independent studios ability to pay for it so mm-hmm. uh so so um you know sort of removing some of those barriers to entry uh while still maintaining a sort of high quality or high bar yeah. um i think yeah that's going to be that's going to be what console first party is going to have a hard time with in the future but uh I hope I hope they're all working on solving that problem because um, I hope so too. Yeah. And I, I I mean I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. They've been doing it yeah. for this generation. Yeah. I just hope it doesn't get pushed to the side. You Agreed. Know? Yeah, I, yeah. I I would I would think that would be a tactical error because uh, there's so much good stuff coming out. And even I mean even Sony bringing out John Blow was uh, yep. no. I was talking to some other uh, some other developers who were actually at that press conference who were sitting in the back. <laughs> And they're just other independent developers. And when John came out, they were like, wait, what just happened? <laughs> they didn't even know really? uh, like that 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 was going to happen. That was like this thing. And that was that's really cool. That's yep. that's uh, that's really exciting to see that sort of thing happen. I agree. Uh, so can you give us a hint? Give us a time frame for when you guys might be talking about your next thing. Are you allowed um, to do that? I can't. Oh, no, I have man. literally no idea. So next week? Uh, <laughs> yeah, could be next week. Well, I know. Announcing so, right now? One of the th- yeah, announcing right now. Uh, <laughs> no, one of the things that uh, you know we're going to be doing, and if you get the chance, you probably should sign up for our uh, mailing list on our newsletter because firehosegames.com. If you go to well, I think yeah, firehosegames.com. We uh, or gohomedinosaurs.com. There's an article about. Uh, one of our our producer Max, uh, getting a tattoo of Compy, which is one of the dinosaurs <laughs> in our game, because he lost a bet at work, and it's true. So, but in that thing, there's a sign up. In that that article, there's there's a sign up. Uh, but one of the things we're going to be doing with that newsletter is, uh, we want to anytime we have a prototype or something we want to test out, we just want to ship that nice. to everybody on our mailing list, wow, see what they awesome. think, immediately get feedback. Uh, which basically means sign up for our newsletter, get free things yeah. immediately. Uh, and that I think that's really cool, too, to get that instant feedback on whether something is exciting or not. Yep. I think that's another advantage that indie games sort of have. Isn't Steam starting to do a thing like that where you can kind of play games in progress? Oh, yeah. They're do- yeah, early access. Yeah, early uh, access. Which is awesome because, yeah, they, yeah they, 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 they've done a, you know, Deja Bond has some games in there. I think Kerbal Space Program is part of early access. Don't Starve. Another incredible game oh, yeah. just came out of early access and got full release. But yeah, they have a number of things and it's really fun because you get to, you know, you're you're watching this game come together, but you're also getting to give input 
on yeah. where it goes. And the game company is sort of getting free beta testing. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of times you're actually getting the game at a cheaper price. Because, sure. you know, it's like Minecraft. Every Once Minecraft was a hit, people were like, oh, that's a real economic model. We can somebody can pay five dollars when the game is in pre-alpha and then get to play it all the way up until it's fully released or buy it when it's fully released for 50 bucks or whatever, you know, and so it starts yeah. going up and it's it's I, I'm really excited. I think that's a really interesting um, way of doing things. Yup. Yep. There's a lot of exciting stuff in the world of games. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get bogged down in the big the big stories or whatever the Twitter beef of the day is. <laughs> But, uh, I've been so lucky to miss all the beeves lately. There's been so many beeves. It's been disgusting. Yeah. Like good beeves, funny beeves, and just it's the, depressing beeves. Yeah. It's been a lot of journal beeves. There has. It's almost every day there's something. Almost right? every day. It's at least twice daily. <laughs> almost every day. You're being very political. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Narrowly avoided a beeve there, guys. Yeah. Sean and I are beaving now. Yeah, we're beaving Close now. Call. Now this is some beeves. Let's take it to a Twitter. T- let's take out our phones and just tweet at each <laughs> other. My beeve. Uh, well, my purpose in saying that is like I think this discussion is is re-energized me about video games. Sweet. There's just so yep. much happening that like the narrative sometimes gets taken over by whatever the crappy news story of the day is, and like yeah, people just... like to be negative. Yeah, uh, which is fine. It's the internet. That's what it's, the internet's there for is for <laughs> people to be negative. Hundreds, I guess, thousands of like creative people doing things that they want. Like the purpose of a game is for it to be fun. Yeah, or like, yeah, or like do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's an exciting world, an exciting time. Yeah, I'm excited to see what happens this year and onward. Agreed. And unfortunately, we're out of time. That's it. That's pretty much it. You've got some questions. Oof. We have a couple minutes. we no. got to get to our next meeting soon, but oh. today's stupid booked. Sweet. Oh, yeah, because we've got new games. We do have new games. Oh. I'm, I'm not energized about games anymore. <laughs> For some reason, oh. that just reminded me of, uh, what, oh, what was it, when we were putting out Rock Band 2, and somebody wrote in and be like, oh, when's Rock Band New Game coming out? Yeah. <laughs> and we came up with the whole, like, Rock Band with the, like, same font, like, Rock Band, colon, New Game. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that was I still weird. think that every single time. I might still have that image. <laughs> That's so funny. Grand Theft Auto has New Game. Why doesn't Grand Rock Theft Band Auto have New, new Game? game? <laughs> well, I'm glad you were able to join us, Sean. We should have I'm you on too. more often. Yep. Thanks, you guys. right down the street. You are the reason both Aaron and I are here. Yep. So, uh, yeah, say hello <laughs> to your mom for me. <laughs> for better or for worse. <laughs> uh, always a treat. Uh, I'm glad things are going well at Firehose. We're all super happy that things look Well, thanks, good. dude. Yeah, man. I'm glad things are going well here. Yup. So, we still have nothing we're allowed to talk about. We're getting there. But Go Home Dinosaurs. Go Home Dinosaurs on iPad. It's on Steam. Slambolt Scrappers is on Steam. Pick it up. If you want to get Slambolt Scrappers and Go Home Dinosaurs, we have a bundle, like the Firehose bundle. We might even be giving away some codes, some Steam codes for Go Home Dinosaurs. If you pay attention to us on Twitter, we won't be beaving. Yeah. We'll be gifting. Be free. Be free. If you want to see us dorks play a bunch of games, uh, we also have a Twitch uh, channel, Twitch. TV slash Firehose Games. Uh, every Friday at, or every Wednesday at 5.30, we play through our games sometimes. We play through other games. I want to do a Hokra tournament. I don't know if you played Hokra. You guys need to download Hokra, find a way to get Hokra, get four people, and then enjoy the fact that you will beat the crap out of each other. It okay. is amazing. Great. Done. It's amazing. Done. Okra, done. It's the new Hokra. Joust, Yo, uh, Johann Sebastian Joust. Ooh. Oh, really? Yeah, except you, it's all on a TV screen. Nice. But it's in the Sports Friends bundle. 
cool thing. So yeah, it sounds good to me. Ship it. Yeah, do it. But yeah, uh, so go home dinosaurs, iPad, Steam, Flamble Star, Christine, do it. Christine, you got anything before we go? Nope. D- nothing. Nope. Nope. Joe. Nah. Okay. Okay. Nah. No. Sean, anything left? Uh, 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 no, nope, oh. go. <laughs> right. uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back in a couple weeks when maybe the whole team's here or maybe they're all going to be on the road again. Who knows? I think we'll be here for the next show. Maybe. I think we should all, we should all be here for the next show. Maybe so. Unless that's that's Memorial, Memorial Day, Day week. week. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll all be yeah, here. We'll, we'll have to schedule around that then. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. We've talked about getting our friend Dan Rickard on. He's got a new book out, uh, Air Force Gator 2. It's not out yet. See if we can get him booked. Soon. It's out, it's out this week. Uh, it, might, it might be out by the time the podcast Friday. is out, but, but he's yeah. currently, I mean, he'll have already given away. Podcast book club. Buy Air that Force when Gator. it goes live. <laughs> we'll discuss it in a couple weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Forward by Jose Canseco. Yep. Very nice. Alex Navarro has a blurb on the back. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Kentucky Fried Chicken Twitter account yep. has a blurb on the None back. None of these things are jokes. Nope. Except it's all a joke. Except, uh, yes. It's all a joke. Very right. nice. We got to go. Thanks again, Sean, for joining us. It's been Thanks awesome. Thanks for having me. And we'll be back in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye. Bye.